Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. My name is DJ Sam from Atmosphere Productions. And my name is Kia from Engaged Connecticut. Welcome along to another outstanding award-winning episode of the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Sam just podcast. gave himself his own award, but that's okay. <laughs> so we're doing those ABCs. Love the terminologies yes. of weddings. That's what we're doing. And we are up to the N-O. Peas. Yes. So the only end, for some bizarre reason, is napkins. Napkins, yes. There's different folds. They can hang off the edge of your plate. They can be underneath your plate. They can be up at your buffet table. Please don't do that. People don't like to have to carry <laughs> their food and their napkins and silverware and a drink. It's not going to happen. Um, but there's different folds. There's different ways to do it. And there's also different types of napkins because yes. there's different sizes as well. Different sizes, different types of material. You want to make sure it's a material that doesn't um, like slip off your your lap, and it oh, actually yes, absorbs silky. if something happens. Yes, yes, like yes, a yes. satin napkin is a no-no. No, 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 no. And also, the napkins you have at the bar are different from the napkins that you would have at Those your would table. Those are cocktail napkins. They would have been in... Ew. Yes, it's like that. Ew. Use the cocktail skewer type Ew. of thing. Jolly good, then. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to go to O's. O's. And what is the next O on our list? Open bar. Oh, I love me some open bars at I a wedding. Too. I do too. There's different types of open bars. You can just have a beer and wine open bar. You can have one with signature drinks. It doesn't necessarily mean that there has to be every single alcohol underneath the, the stars. And, but And you will notice that most yes. open bars limit the amount of alcohol that is on the shelf. And it's typically not all top shelf stuff. No, not always, depending on how much the couple splurged. And, and that's the key thing. Yes. Is somebody has to pay for it. Somebody has to pay for it. And so so if it's an open bar, it means that you're not paying five, ten, fifteen dollars for a glass or a cocktail. Right, drink. you're not paying. But you should drink. always bring a little bit of cash when you go to a wedding because you should tip the bartender. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know a facility that um, uh, if it's not an open bar, you have to go with your money and change your money for little tickets. Oh my and, goodness! And then you take the ticket to the bar. <laughs> that, that's, that's a horrible idea. It is a horrible idea. We'll, we'll just. Send that facility a note that says, please don't do that. So the next O is out-of-town guests. Yes. And out-of-town guests you have to take care of because these folks coming to your wedding and they don't have anywhere to stay. So you have to make a plan beforehand and have somewhere that the out-of-town guests can stay. Unless they're going to crash on your couch. No way. No <laughs> well, way. an out-of-town guest basically means that they do need some sort of room and boarding, and you should at least offer them um, ideas of places that you recommend to stay, because it's either where all the other guests are staying, it might be where the after party is, it might be where the brunch is. Um, right. Hey, you should, when you send out the invitation, um, at least have blocks of room blocked out mm -hmm. that they can book. Yes. Or give them a list of hotels that are in the neighborhood and you're on your own. You're on your own. But I mean, and sometimes people will, you know, do those Airbnb or HomeAway and all of those things. You can do those too. And very popular now. I, I think they're great. I think it's a great way to share the cost and have everybody in one space or at least the people you want to be with in that one space. <laughs> and out of town doesn't necessarily mean just because they're staying at a hotel that they're really out of town. Gotcha. 
sometimes like your 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 wedding party may decide to also stay at the hotel even though they live right down the street right i i had a family wedding that was just across the state line in massachusetts and we decided to book a hotel in connecticut so we went to the wedding just across the line in massachusetts and then came back and there was like 20 of us in a hotel that we'd uh, that's we'd because booked. sam's not allowed to spend more than 24 hours in massachusetts <laughs> yeah, yeah. but that's that's my point yes. so you can do that your out of town guests can get together and block their own rooms yes. off if they if they want to just because it's on the list does not mean that you have to follow it now what do you feel about giving gifts to your out of town uh, well those would be welcome bags and we'll get to those when we get to w's okay <laughs> Going to be like that? I am going to be like that. <laughs> it's a little cranky this morning, clearly. Um, so next, we're thinking of a palette. Palette. It's French, you know. Okay. Well, it's basically, do you know what it is? No, I, I, I'm just making stuff up as I go along. <laughs> is, is it like is the French word, the different, different items? Different like colors. Like it's colors. Toes. It's ah. not like a palette that you're picking up at like a palette of, I don't know, fertilizer at Home Depot. It's not that's, that. That's palette. palette. This is sort of the, the tones of colors. You know, there's different types of pinks and blushes and oh. corals and reds and blues and purples and greens like and yellows. Teal. What the hell color is teal? Like the ocean. Okay, so it's like that. It's a palette. It's a of, palette. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be... I, I know, you're trying to be very fancy. His pinky is up. No, it's it's one of these... It's it's your shade of color that you're hoping to use while you're doing... You're having your wedding. So That's, your invitations may be that color. The bridesmaids' dresses may be that color. You may try to fall into that spectrum when it comes to flowers. But remember, flowers are Mother Nature, so they don't... They may um, not they stay may not, that color. Yes. You know. But it's just, you know, giving you an idea of what you're trying to work with. So that... In essence, then, is the color scheme that the, uh, that's what I would say, yeah, or the, the color, the color <laughs> scheme <laughs> that the, the bride, the couple have chosen. Correct. Uh, a fancy word for it, then, would be the, the pa- pa- palette. palette. <laughs> I'm learning stuff here. You are learning. So, do you know how to use a place card? Yes, I do know this one. That's the little card with your name on it that has the table number and if people are smart they have a little sticker or a color on the back depending on what meal you've chosen yes and those are actually at the same time they can be called escort cards which i think we covered when yes, we, we did, did those but a place card can also be so maybe that additional step so let's say you end up at the table that you've used your other place card or your right. escort card at yep. and you get to the table and it says that Kia and Sam cannot sit next to each other. So I look down and my name and Sam is sitting at a different spot. So it's meant to be that you're actually physically sitting at a, it's like set to your table setting. Okay, so the escort card then. Escorts you to the table. table and then the place card is where you sit at, at that table. Correct. Oh. But we do call them place cards, escort cards. That They're sort of interchangeable. Gets, correct. Because but, people don't necessarily, we, we aren't as fancy as we as, were as the, at the last word. So technically then, in the olden days, would the escort card have been, you know, you see these great movies where the butler mm-hmm. um, picks up the card and says, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, uh, Smith from Smythford. And, and then he would escort them with the card correct. to the table and sit them. And, and clearly the age of butlers has disappeared. Oh, so Yes, I miss those days. Yes, so they, we put them out of work somehow. <laughs> so that's really what it was intended for originally. Correct. That you had somebody who was escorting you because they knew which table you were going to be at because you sort of checked in. And there are venues where you go. Sometimes your 
meeting someone who's going to tell you where you're going to go sit. Some people don't do the escort cards. I personally find that to be very strange. As a wedding planner, I don't like the look of like a checklist and going up to like a waiter and saying, hi, I'm checking in. Oh, I see what you mean. Because, you know, if you're late or something else happened and that person has disappeared, then I have to go find the person who's got the master list, even though I have one. But I I, I just find it. Right, but you may be off doing something else and now everybody's got to wait for you to come Mm -hmm. back. And then it's causing people to have to line up. I like... Place cards or escort cards spread out so you can pick it up yourself and you can continue moving. Excellent, excellent. Again, one less thing that you have to do. Learned something valuable there. Mm -hmm. And I hope our listeners are too because this is a learning experience for everybody as so it appears. (laughs) (laughs) Next is a place setting. Place setting. Now, this is the tablescape. No, tablescape is the thing in the middle. The place setting is is the what's at your table. It's how your napkin's folded. Do you have a charger? Do you have a plate? Is your salad already there waiting for you? Is there a menu card? Is there how many forks? Three, four, five? Do you know how to know when you how to work the the fork yeah, and the I, knife I, section? Yeah, I, I I did know, and also our etiquette lady uh, mentioned it as well. Uh, I don't remember the order, but you go from the outside in. That's all. That's all you have to really remember. Okay. From the outside in. So I did learn something. So you did learn something, <laughs> and then you could have your water goblet. You could have your. Um, champagne glass you could have a wine glass you could have a coffee cup one of the things that i always say when you're looking at what the place setting is or when you're looking actually at your centerpieces having a conversation with your catering company about how big the place setting will be can help you determine you know what you want there do you really want a coffee cup because it's going to take up space Uh, and if there's too much stuff on the table your table looks crowded so and if there you know then you also have to have like sugars and creamers and those things could be just set up at a coffee bar right because not everybody drinks coffee or tea so that's just an option i like it so that you have that conversation with your catering company and say okay how do you typically serve this and then as the couple or if you have a bushy planner we can say no 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 no. we don't want to do it that way we'd like to do it this way because i don't some tables don't have room for four or five glasses right and also if if you have like 16 different courses that's Mm -hmm. 16 different plates you have to have that that come through and that's that's a lot of forks and it's taking up a lot of space so you want to limit your place setting as best as possible you really want it to limit it to basically be the size of your chair seat because that's where someone's sitting yeah so, I mean, yeah. most people don't take two chairs to sit. And so this is why you would say if, you, if it sits perfectly in front of the chair, then that's your place setting. So is this the reason why weddings then are limited down to three courses? It makes it easier for the place setting and you can fit eight to 10 or 12 people on the table. You can. It just depends. I mean, I've been at weddings that have had five courses and have oh. changed. And they've choose, chosen to do different types of forks. Like, let's say the salad was delivered with a fork already. Uh, or their pasta was delivered with the fork already. That eliminates that Eliminates, extra. but this is one of these conversations that you have to have. Yeah. Place you know, settings. Place settings. Now, this, this, I, this is a this is I, one that gets I, that gets us all the time. It's the plus one, right? Yes. <laughs> and do people understand what plus one actually means? It means that you are being actually invited to bring plus one person with you. Which means that if you sent it and said, you know, DJ Sam, well, actually nobody would invite you. So let's no. say they invited your wife yep. and they didn't include you on the invitation, but next to her said plus one. Yeah, it means that she's allowed to take one person. She's going to take Chloe. Which not, <laughs> which doesn't mean me because my name was not on the invitation. Correct. So she gets to choose who she wants to take. Obviously, my wife's going to take me. She's not going to no, take she's taking Chloe. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the, that's when you're allowed to do a plus one. You are not allowed to write in your own plus one. 
Oh, so on the reply on the RSVP, respondez s'il vous plaît. Yes, you can't. If there is a spot, that's where you write in who the plus uh, one is. But if there is not a plus one offered to you, you do not just say like, hi, this is, you know, DJ Sam plus... <laughs> Kia Martinson. <laughs> like, it's just not, that's not appropriate. That's you can't not appropriate. pencil me in. It's it's a no-no. Ah. And now when you're deciding who gets a plus one, you know, you may not know your best man's girlfriend's name, but he's flying all the way across the country yep. to come be there. You know that they might have just moved in together. You know that they're sort of moving to this next stage because he's your best man. And I assume that you do have a conversation at least once assume. or twice a year. Assume. And you may say to him that hi we're inviting you and plus one in case you don't know their name right. hopefully you would learn their name yep. but and then sometimes you know you'll say we we do have room uh, plus one is one of these things where they should be the person who if you're living with them yep. um or if obviously if your guest is living with them um if they've been together for more for, than five years yes um if and they're not married not married yep. if they're engaged obviously if they're married everybody has different relationship statuses right. obviously if you know your friend is a person who's like on Tinder. Tinder is not the place to find your wedding guest. <laughs> your plus one. Let that be and, a lesson to I you. I mean, you can, just not on the day of. Don't be, don't be swiping. Just <laughs> give people a little bit of time to prep. It's a very weird first date if you're headed to a wedding. But that's where you get your plus ones. So just don't assume. And it is a great way to cut down your guest list if you feel like you have too many people. How so? Because... If you might be a person who wants to give everybody plus ones, and then you, this is your way to narrow it down by saying, oh, they have to meet these requirements for our plus ones, for our location where we're having. Okay. Because your wedding will cost more the more people that you have. Yeah, so if the best man has a girlfriend. Uh, that, but she's brand new. Exactly. And he was like, oh, yeah, I mean, she would love to come, then that's different. But if he doesn't seem that into the idea, then maybe... Leave her home, which right. sounds so, horrible. So you could have an invitation for the best man with no plus one. Correct. Okay. But it's a, co- I mean, I especially with the best man, you should have that you conversation. No, I'm just using an yeah. example, but you could do that. But if you're inviting your neighbor who you like in your apartment building, who you like get along with, great. You don't necessarily need to bring his girlfriend because you've never met her. Right. Just, it's just an option. Just an option. So do we have any more P's that yeah, we can talk about? The P, there's, there's two that come in hand in hand, and that's procession and processional. So the procession is the, during the, this part of the wedding ceremony, the bridal party members walk down the aisle. Oh, that's what they do. Yeah. And then that's the, usually where I'm just going like, go down get, <laughs> and walk normal. Hold your bouquet by your belly button. Remember to smile. Why are you chewing gum? Give me your gum. Now walk. Go. Right. So typically it's just the ladies because the guys are usually down at the ceremony. They can. Sometimes yeah, it's sometimes. a couple will, will walk together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll have to meet at the beginning of the aisle and then walk together. So if you're supposed to walk with somebody, please remember, don't start heading down the aisle by yourself. Yeah, but please. it is the act of getting down the aisle. Exactly. And the other way is? The recessional. Well, yes. The recession, not the recessional, because the recessional is just for the bride and the girl. Correct. Or the couple. So the processional then, mm-hmm. and in the peas, the processional will be the bride with her dad or significant other, whoever's walking her or him down the, the aisle the then. Aisle. Could be both parents. It could be an uncle. Yeah. It could be your brother. It could be yeah. your children. It could be I, your dog. I, I've, <laughs> dog. It could. I, absolutely. I've always He's a li- doggist. I've always Please send him it. angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked it when it's mom and dad yes. walking down the aisle. And I'm, I'm hoping that's the way I'm going to do it when Chloe uh, gets married. 
Is this, would you like me to like center this episode no, very no, specifically? No, she, she already knows. We've, oh. we've already told her that. It, because you know what? The MOB, mm-hmm. and you have to refer back to a previous episode for that. The MOB is always, it's always left out. She's the one person that there is no official thing for her to do. Usually she walks in with the other set of parents. Yeah, but that's it. True. That's it. Without her, you would not have... The bride. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining to us how that works, Sam. <laughs> I go, as you know, we do this segment throughout. So just make sure if you're looking for um, some of the letters before this, you can obviously go hunt them down in older podcasts. Because yes, we are going in order of the ABCs. ABCs, absolutely. <laughs> just go back uh, uh, to the old episodes and scroll through. They were a lot of fun because we, we, we kind of make fun of each other here and do things that are a little silly. We don't know everything. I, I'm always 100% serious. No. <laughs> I'm a little silly. <laughs> be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. Thank you for making Barabalt Jewelers your wedding jewelry destination. From your engagement to wedding day, we've got you covered with engagement rings, wedding bands, and wedding party gift ideas. We welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store. Barabalt Jewelers and Glastonbury, Connecticut. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or at BearAboutJewelers.com. You're listening to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. I'm Michael Tran from Property Works New England and I listen every week. You can listen too on iTunes or Google Podcasts. I'm Mary Coburn, wedding celebrant and officiant, and I invite you to visit my website, MaryCoburn.com. That's M-A-R-Y-C-O-B-U-R-N.com to learn more about how I use my extensive wedding knowledge, energy, and creative talents to add that personal touch to an unforgettable wedding ceremony. Call me at 860-519-4127 and we can discuss your details. That's 860-519-4127 or online at marycoburn.com. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series 4 Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a -a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at MeadowbrookEstateCT.com. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just pop some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. And we have Kia. We have somebody special too. Why? It's it's our favorite segments. Yes, it's our wedding mishap and Mary Coburn 
our officiant friend has decided to drop in and help us with this part. Hi, Kia. Hi, Hello. Sam. Welcome back. Thanks for just dropping by. You were just walking by I was the just studio. Just walking by. Yeah, we appreciate it. Well, one of the things that happens at weddings, things sometimes go wrong or don't go exactly perfectly. I'm going to share my JP interaction. And then I'll let you share some of your mishaps. Years and years and years ago, I was at a backyard wedding for maybe 60 people. Bride and groom had said, hey, who do we pick? And I said, well, you know, I would pick somebody who's local to you, maybe speak to them. What I didn't realize was that they did none of that. And they went to this thing called the phone book, which now Mm -hmm. people would just Google. And they called up a woman and she said, yes, she sent over a, a ceremony and they agreed to it. And when it was wedding day, it was a little misty. It's a little strange weather-wise. And this officiant showed up with her bangs taped to her forehead. <laughs> because her hair did not react well to humidity and mistiness. And my bride and groom, when I had to send them down the, the thing, I had to warn them because I had already said to her, I said, oh, you know, I think there's something on your forehead. And she also had on big rubber boots because... There was in the backyard, I guess. And she said, yes, I know. I taped my hair down. I don't like when it flies up in this type of weather. And she kept <laughs> she kept her bangs taped the entire ceremony. No. I'm not kidding. And the bride and groom, oh. I will say that the best part of it was that all of their ceremony pictures, they had gigantic smiles on their face. <laughs> they were laughing. They were holding each other's hand because they didn't know what else to do. And when we, when the woman left, I said, where did you find her again? And they said, oh, we just, she was the first person who called us back. <laughs> oh, okay. So to start off, you know, mishaps, I'm sure you've seen some crazy things. I have. And I have, in my own wedding, I experienced a mishap when I dropped my husband's to be a uh, husband to be's ring in the dirt and stepped on it and couldn't find it when I needed to give it to him. Now that's a mishap. That was a pretty bad mishap. So uh, I try not to let that happen. But you guys with are my still couples. married. We are. Oh, there and you go. Uh, I, we did find the ring, though we were all kind of on our hands and knees looking around for it. That's a new tradition now you can start <laughs> looking for the wedding ring. It's a ritual. Ring. You stomp it into the ground and then you dig it back out. Yeah. And so boom. one ritual I do, uh, which is the passing of the rings some some people call it a ring warming you put the wedding rings in a little pouch Mm -hmm. i offer a blessing at the beginning of the ceremony and then i pass the pouch around so that every guest gets to hold it for just a second and sort of affirm their blessings and best wishes for the couple and then it passes down the aisle and comes back around so everybody gets to hold it for just a second Early in my practice, when I did this, um, I didn't pay as much attention to the quality of the pouch. Oh, no. And those little pouches that have satin ribbons, mm-hmm. the ribbons become untied very <gasps> easily. Very and um, I was doing the ceremony, I, in, I was kind of aware of yeah. where the pouch was. And I heard a tink, tink, and I knew that the rings had fallen out of the pouch, and I don't know where they rolled, but I was, I, it was very hard to keep my mind on the ceremony, and also kind of watch out to see, the rolling people picking up the rings. The rings did make it all the way around, but after that, it was note to self. Yeah. 
always have a special security measure in place. So now when we do this ritual, I get the pouch from the bride and groom or the couple the night before rehearsal. And I make sure to sew in a little piece of of bias tape with a snap on the bottom. So Uh, even if the thing comes untied, there's no way that the rings can fall fall out. out. I mean, I, I always get those kinds of props the night before so I can fix them if anything you know you don't think about it you don't no I had a ring bearer once fling the pillow and dad like well actually grandpa went like flying to get the pillow and I was like there were no real rings on it and he was like well what are those little things I was like those are plastic like don't worry about it yeah the kid does clearly does not want to walk down with the pillow. Just let him go. Yeah, because I'm yeah. sure you've seen this house with kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. kids. If you, uh, yeah, never give the kids the real rings because too many. They're loose cannons. You never yeah. know about kids. Could and be a good day. Could be the wrong minute. That's, yeah, that's a and big as long as as you know that kids are loose cannons, that's fine. Then everything's yeah. kind of fun and funny, even yep. if they cry. You know, then then you have somebody spirit them away. Yep. But uh, yeah, they don't give them the real rings. Um, other mishaps, and this always happens in the middle of the summer um, I'll lose a groomsman or a bridesmaid who will pass out so you know and and hydrate exactly I I don't know people aren't listening to me that's the last thing I say before I leave a rehearsal make sure everyone's well hydrated with H2O because that's usually the vodka tonic does not count or the champagne no 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 no. it tastes good but well, I, it seems like every summer I lose I lose one. Um, we haven't had any really bad mishaps. You know, <laughs> they've been able to walk back down the aisle, but but somebody has always fainted um, every summer. The ring thing is, I've had a lot of issues with with rings. People forgetting to bring them or assuming that somebody else has them. So we either hold the wedding until somebody you know runs back to the hotel to oh. get them, or we use somebody's somebody's ring, uh, like you know, as a stand in. As a stand in, nobody really knows, but the couple knows. Yeah, that kind of thing, or forgetting the marriage license. Um, that that's not so. Good. I've had one where. Um, the ceremony, the processional is about ready to start, and the bride turns and walks back in the other direction. And I've already started the processional music, wow. so now the processional music goes on for five minutes. Oh, wh- because <laughs> she they're... went to throw up. Oh, she was so nervous. Oh, okay. I had a wedding, um, actually, recently. Which I, now that I think about it, I was hoping that it was further along <laughs> in my memories, but it wasn't. I had. A bride who, just before she was about to walk down the aisle, everybody's in place. The singer starts to sing um, that Ed Sheeran song, Help Me, which is the one. Uh, Perfect? Yes, I think that one. And then she's singing and she's singing. And the bride's mother, who's about to walk her down, decides to just refix her hair, put on her lipstick. (laughs) She's standing right there. We're literally like... Everybody's staring at her. Everybody's staring. And I'm saying, you know, you have to go out the door like... You have to go now. And she's like, well, I need to still look good, too. And she, that poor singer, I give that woman credit. I think she sang that song at least four times. <laughs> and it's because, you know, I think yep. the mom got nervous. Yeah. Something yep. happened. Something triggered. There's, you know, some tears wiped or whatever. And then she she just couldn't go without fixing her hair and lipstick. And that singer, whew. Then, of course, there's the infamous everybody standing at the, at the right. ceremony. Yeah, and the officiant forgets to have them sit. Yeah, yeah. I, I have it. not done that. And <laughs> oh, well, I you, have, you I, don't do I'll that, tell no. you, I have heard from more couples uh, when I ask them what, they, what are they looking for in an officiant, and they say, well, we went to our friend's wedding last <laughs> month, and the officiant called the groom by the wrong name. Oh. And, uh, 
Oh, my goodness. So I will tell you, during rehearsal, I don't care how sort of common the name is, I will go over the pronunciation with the couple because Chase might be pronounced chasse. You know, it's, it's, you just never know. So I always ask because that's, that's something that I just will refuse to, to get wrong. Um, I have also had bridesmaids who've gone down uh, because they've been wearing really high heels and it's soft ground. Oh, um, they just sink, they, not pass out. They, no, yeah, not pa- pass out. They have fallen <laughs> while walking down the aisle. This this is every bridesmaid's nightmare, oh, I, I know. Um, how do you deal with that? You tell them to bring the shoes that they're going to wear in the wedding to rehearse yes. in because, yep. you know, Tested. then they'll 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 this is know why I hate what the aisle runners too because those things can take people out. Aisle runners <laughs> that yes, I have had aisle runners that, you know, they're they're stuck down with carpet tape, then they pull up and yep. then the the mother of the bride's shoes got stuck yep. on the tape. Or if it's outside, you still sink into the yeah. ground through yep. it. Yep. Aisle runners are a nightmare. I mm-hmm. think you Why could do, do people sk- use them still? It's because it's supposed to be some sort of like walking down the clean path to marriage. It's oh, why everybody's please. not supposed to walk around it and it gets rolled out. I've seen people not be able to roll it out and they're oh, yeah. trying oh, to oh, figure yeah. out because you can't practice that part no, of it you because can't. then you can never re-roll That's it right. off the same Absolutely. way. Yeah, I don't know if it's the fibers in the paper, but it gets stuck and you've got two people that are, are it, it's ridiculous. It becomes it's a nightmare. It becomes comedic mm-hmm. and you don't really want to start your ceremony out with something that's comedic that's mm-hmm. not intended to, to be, be comedic so yeah I'll, I'll runners in fact i put that in my questionnaire i say here's a note <laughs> <laughs> you and i did a wedding years and years ago um we ended up at the wesleyan's uh barns at wesleyan but i can't remember which church we got married in or the couple got married in and i don't know that if you know this but as the dad of the bride was walking off of the shuttle bus as we were all going in his shoes disintegrated his like the the <laughs> bottoms just started coming off and he didn't know what to do. It wasn't that hot of a day. They were all falling apart and thankfully somebody had an extra pair of shoes. <laughs> or he had actually brought other shoes because he was more comfortable in them for the rest of the night. And so he had to switch them over. No one ever knew. But when he stepped off, something happened. They were rental shoes and they just Oh, they disintegrated. It was yeah. Megan and Matt. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I thought, oh, okay, I know. That was in the summer. I remember the color of the bridesmaids' dresses. They yes, had they were the most beautiful. Blushy. Yeah, yes. they all looked like And now they're expecting their first child. Oh, that's so, now that's so exciting. Those are things you find out when you're friends with these people on Facebook. See, I often do baby blessings for couples whom I've married. Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. It's it's a lovely wow. thing. So it completes the circle of yeah. life. Yeah, it does. That's we are actually those of us who's trained through the Celebrant Foundation. We're called Life Cycle Celebrants. Oh. Oh, it's that's a wonderful. registered trademark name because we are educated to create ceremonies around all life's milestones. So how can people find you? Mary Coburn.com is my website, and my phone number is 860-519-4127. Well, perfect. Thank you for stopping in, sharing some, you know, mishaps, and I hope to never see tape on your forehead. (laughs) Ever. Ever. Now, remember, you can download um, all of our podcasts off of iTunes or Google Play. You can share share them with your friends. If you have any questions, you can always email us, and we'll try to hit that topic. And any great parting words, Sam? 
well, firstly, I would just like to say that uh, today's show was brought to you by oh, our no. law firm of uh, McCon, Argue, and Lies. Those are our, our law firm. But I will tell you, you can go to our website and get eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before you book them. Our special free report, yes, I said free report, is available at our website, all the w's.atmosphere-productions.com. Learn to shop like a pro from a pro. Join us again next week. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.